0: You are listening to ICP's, a podcast about Mindanaoan efforts towards building peace with communities. Hosted by International Center for Peace in Mindanao of Balay Mindanao group of NGOs based in Mindanao, the Philippines. Welcome friends, I am John. Welcome to our very first episode of ICP's. With us is Lirio Batlatumbu, and we will talk about peace education, peace building, and Mindanao. Okay, Bat, can you introduce yourself and maybe a short introduction of, of your task and responsibilities?
1: Yes, good morning. My name is Bat Umbo. I am with Balai Mindanao of International Center for Peace uh, or IC Peace in Mindanao. The organization that uh, primarily takes responsibility in uh, conducting peace education or peace building courses. And uh, and the likes.
0: Before this work with Balay Mindanao and doing uh, peace education with ICPS, I know that you have been to many places. But uh, how did your peace building journey uh, begin? Well,
1: when it comes to uh, experience in uh, peace education, uh, I would humbly say that uh, I have been involved in uh, giving peace education for many many years since uh, I started uh, working with an uh, NGO, even in Manila, but during the early years, I was, uh, we were more involved in uh, giving um, active non-violence as part of our uh, peace education. And then uh, later, I've experienced uh, conducting trainings on peace building in, uh, in uh, many parts of the world. <laughs> And also, uh, I had experience also uh, as part of the faculty in uh, the U.S. for the Conflict Transformation Across Culture uh, Summer Peacebuilding Course.
0: Mm-hmm. Having been to these countries with also their own contexts and uh, conflicts. Now you are here in Mindanao. What makes this uh, place an important focus not just for local but uh, actually global peace building work? Peace
1: education, uh, especially in Mindanao, is imperative because of the situation of the context and uh, it is very important. That's so why Balai Mindanao has uh, uh, promoting inclusive peace building. Which uh, means uh, we will leave no one no, in, the, in the effort to propagate peace no, in the whole island of Mindanao and even also of course in the whole country. But particularly in Mindanao because of its uh, uh, diversified uh, people you know, it is even more interesting to uh, continue on giving peace education among the people in Mindanao.
0: The diversity of Mindanao will indeed pose a challenge to inclusive peace as a guiding principle. How does this uh, translate to peace education?
1: Well, When we say peace education, of course, it uh, involves a wide variety of what we we want, really. But uh, what is really important is that all of our efforts in whatever trainings or sessions or education about peace is that it leads us to really uh, attaining the genuine peace uh, based on justice.
0: So this means involving more people and at the same time key people,
1: right? Different sectors should be involved in uh, making peace or building peace. Uh, That's why I, I mentioned earlier. When we say inclusive peace building, we, uh, we should uh, involve all sectors and everyone else. Even, in, even including the security sector or even the revolutionary organizations, if we can really approach them, we, they are key uh, people also to uh, learn about how peace building should be done.
0: It is difficult enough to involve these sectors uh, during the normal days, whatever that means. But how do we involve them now and during a pandemic? Uh, During this
1: time of the pandemic, we should take this opportunity in whatever way, whatever methodology that we can use to continue on uh, giving peace education among the people, especially in the communities who are really uh, suffering from from this pandemic. Uh, Recently, we just did a a mobile peace education in in Surigao and it was um, a very interesting, very substantial uh, output from the participants composed of uh, IP leaders, even uh, local barangay leaders uh, for them to really analyze their own context and their own conflict and look for ways on how they can resolve them. So the, the pandemic should not stop us in, in continuing to uh, provide peace education to the people.
0: Yeah, right. Nothing can stop peace builders, not even a pandemic. Hearing you talk about what you have been doing on peace education during this time and there is a constant um unpredictable surges in COVID-19 cases in the entire Mindanao but you are still doing a lot it makes me wonder how do you even prepare
1: we have this saying that you cannot share what you don't have peace should start from within No, it's it's it, it, it's uh, not a uh, genuine peace if you will just ask uh, other people to to, to do peace or, uh to observe uh, peaceful ways but you yourself is not peaceful so uh, it, it's, it's, uh, peace should start from within oneself and uh, then to think about how uh, you can share this with the others and uh,
0: working with others to, to build peace. I agree, and that I think this is part of internal processes each peace builder goes through having that uh, resolve and maybe not forgetting self care. Uh, what about other skills?
1: Yeah, it's very important that, of course, the, the trainers or facilitators are themselves already trained on peace building and living out peace in their daily lives. So uh, the, the participants themselves can feel it and uh, there will be a more meaningful learning in, in, that, in that situation.
0: Mm-hmm. On the other hand, how do we prepare participants?
1: In all our peace building trainings, we first conduct the training needs assessment to uh, tailor-fit the, the modules uh, according to the needs of the participants or to their own context or their own situation so the, the, the output of the training needs assessment will determine what are most important topics or modules that should be included because that's what the participants are, are, are needing to, to learn or to acquire from the
0: training. Are there special methodologies that we use during the training itself?
1: in our peace building trainings uh, there are a lot of uh, role plays eh, as uh, as one of the methodologies in uh, uh, trainings because in such uh, activity in, through role plays participants learn more uh, from the experience and and having a simulation if the training days would allow it uh, is also a very good methodology for a training because uh, it culminates the the learning of the participants uh, for the past days and uh, because a simulation is uh, really a good way a good approach for for learning more uh, based on the experience
0: do we have enough uh, trainers I mean Balai Mindanaos area is so large uh, it's a, it's basically the whole of Mindanao
1: we already conducted so many training uh, uh, trainers training you know, or training of trainers and so we already have uh, so many trainers but of course it doesn't it doesn't mean that we should stop from there because uh, uh, we just have to continue on on uh, uh, Building more or increasing more trainers on peace education, and uh, trainers should come from different sectors. Uh, we even have uh, trainers from the security sector, from the military, from the police, uh, and uh, different uh, uh, people's organization. So, uh, yeah, I think we have enough, but we don't. It doesn't need. It doesn't mean that we should stop training. Pay people to become trainers on peace building.
0: It would take a very long time and a lot of resources to educate and give peace education to significant people in Mindanao. Do you have notable donors that we can rely on to be as uh, long-term partners regarding this endeavor?
1: Well, there are still a lot of donors who are uh, willing and interested to support uh, peace education training. But uh, in, in, in uh, whatever training, it is always good that uh, the, the organ- organizing, or I mean participants themselves or whoever invites you for a training should also have a counterpart. Like for instance, if an LGU, the local government unit, would ask for a peace building training, it would be good that they will have also a counterpart when it comes to the expenses that the training will entail.
0: And we also have partners who are still helping us up until now.
1: Mr. Yor has been a great help for many, many years because their support is not only to the peacebuilding training itself, but even the follow-ups. They support the recall sessions, uh, recalling the past graduates of the training, uh, refreshing them, asking them how they have practiced, what they have learned. How they themselves uh, build peace uh, in their communities or within their families. Uh, so, Miserior is providing the, the whole facet of uh, peace building. It's not only from the training, but even until uh, supporting community peace conversations, and, uh, and as long as uh, it, it is part of really building peace.
0: This is, I think, one of the most, if not the most important part of how we do our peace education trainings because we do not deal with just theoretical or any data. The conflict they analyze is their own and then we plan with them right on what we can do together to address them. How do we make this happen?
1: To start with, uh, at, towards the end of the training, at the end of the training, of course, as, as uh, with the other trainings, there are uh there is an action planning you know, for participants on how uh they will apply as individuals and as a group what they have learned from the training and in Balay mineral we have what we have this what we call the uh, lawig kalinaw or the peace journey uh they these are People who already finished the peace building course, so they automatically become members of the movement that we call Kali now. So, uh, in in this way, of course, when they go back to their communities, especially with our comb-based teams there uh, in in the areas, they are expected to become part of uh, peace building efforts that the organization is doing uh, in the communities. So. And, and further, we also train them, aside from the peace building, we train them also on, on paralegal. So they really become actively involved in building peace in the communities. Uh, I mentioned earlier about the recall sessions. So uh, recall sessions are, are, are scheduled to, for graduates and uh, practitioners of uh, of a peace building so that uh, they can share with each other how they have successfully or how they failed to uh, uh, live out what they have learned from the training so it's it's a a good way to uh, continue on and to relieve the peace building that they have learned from the training
0: so this is really a journey on our part and on the individuals who were trained and the respective communities?
1: Well, uh, it is uh, important that uh, the individuals are themselves interested to, to learn uh, peace building, to undergo a training on peace building, and that they are also willing to live this out or to practice it, and not just uh, from the training days, but after the training days. Uh, it is very important that uh, they have to plan on how they can uh, share what they have learned and practice what they have learned from the training.
0: right, Matt. I know we can talk about this topic the whole day but we have a few more episodes to give us a chance to unpack all these concepts and to share our experiences as Balae Mindanao uh, on this.
1: Yes, uh, I would like to invite everyone to to join, to listen, and uh, for the succeeding podcast that we'll be doing. Um, and uh, I hope that uh, this will also become interactive no, for, for others also who might be interested to take part no, in, in, uh, in, in this activity.
0: Yes, our podcast actually has a feedback feature. Listeners can even drop us voice messages, actually. They have just to click the link at the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for being with us in this first episode. This is John. And this is Bat. (laughs) We hope that you will join us in another episode of ICP's